This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the Word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program. It's Thursday. That means it's the date day edition of the Word to Stand Up for Life. And you heard the announcer say, get your questions ready and make your phone calls. I can tell you in the audience that Paula is looking especially smart today. So hit her with the hard stuff today. If you have any questions for us, uh, you can dial 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585. If you are outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com, or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. We'll get the questions that way as well. If you are driving in your car, the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Uh, Just hit the call now banner at the top of the screen. Everything else is hands-free, and you'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Paul, welcome to the show. Thank you. We've been hanging out all day. Yes, every Thursday is the norm and uh, today was good, even though it's not really the norm. I felt like I was on vacation this morning. Well, that was good. Yeah, that was really good, even though you, you blew it and said, though you're not. I was like, what? <laughs> I, could, I could pretend I'm on vacation, yeah. just hanging out with you. So it was good. But vacation, we go somewhere. Well, you have to have a good imagination, Pastor Ron. So we used to go to San Diego. Oh, I was imagining every, stuff. You, we used to go to San Diego every year with our kids because you don't really care to travel. And so for the kids and me, it was Hawaii or it was Fiji or it was Tahiti because we were still by the ocean. But you just have to have a good imagination. So. And we still go to San Diego every year. That's exactly right. <laughs> and I love it, so no problem. <laughs> yes. So what's, anyway, today. What's, what's on your heart today? Today, you know, I've been asking for the encouragers to unite. And every once in a while, in, in fact, um, at this past uh, leadership, the, the women's leadership meeting of Calvary Chapel San Antonio, we were talking um, just about that, you know, being an encourager and talking to all my encouragers out there, there are times when the encourager needs encouraging. And so how we do that is what I said a a week or two ago is we have to have our relationship with Jesus up close and personal because we really can't count on other people um, to encourage us. So we have to be sure that we're encouraged by the Lord. And at the same time, we can find encouragement from other people. And so at the meeting, we were say, talking about how in this these past eight months, you know, being kind of isolated and stuff, you can't do all the things that you normally have been doing. We still need to be um, those who meet with others face-to-face. And at Linda did the devotion. She was saying face-to-face and heart-to-heart. And that was, she used the scripture, um, Hebrews ten twenty five. do not forsake the assembling together of the saints, as some are in the habit of doing. That not only includes church, though that's the main, uh, main uh, directive for that, but also um, like one-on-one or a couple or a few people at a time as well. Um, you know, in our church, and she was reminding the leadership ladies and most of us are doing this already, but um, there's so many in our church who are Martha's, serve all the time. Sometimes they're just serving um, and not really sitting at the Lord's feet and being fed. 
um, even even sometimes you coming to church is a thing that you do. You're present in a seat, but is your heart and mind engaged to hear the message so that you'll be changed? A lot of times you could sit in church and be thinking about all the other things that you either need to do or you didn't do. And, um, and so as an encourager, um, the people that may be um, sad Marthas, because there's not a whole lot that they can do maybe right now that they, that they are used to doing, um, they need to learn how to be Marys. And then as they learn how to be Marys, the Martha in them will be like the Martha later in the story when she's um, serving Jesus with a, a better heart. You know, Paula, when you, when you said uh, encouragers unite, um, uh, you know, we live in a time where there's just this onslaught of bad news. It seems like the government and then the media and everybody is just pounding, pounding, pounding. And so that makes encouragers more viable than perhaps at any other time in our years walking with Jesus because there's so much out there that the enemy is using to to drag. And um, I think um, if you're going to remain an encourager, especially in difficult times, being a Mary is essential. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, uh, we were talking about this earlier today, and um, women um, uh, uh, have a tendency to to identify with Martha. You know, so often their value, they've been told, is in what they do instead of who they are. Mm -hmm. And Mary, by sitting at the feet of Jesus, three times we find her in Scripture in the New Testament, and all three times she's at the feet of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And um, she had greater spiritual insight. Um, um, I I think the Martha who needs to learn that her value is in who she is rather than what she does, she's only going to really discover that sitting at the feet of Jesus. Yes, absolutely. And he's going to tell her how precious she is. In fact, in my, my study coming up on Monday, I'm talking about Martha, you know, when... When he came to her house, it's Martha's house, came to her house. And um, she's all worried and bothered about, you know, the meal that she's preparing for, for Jesus. You know, all the details. I'm sure the fine china and all that kind of stuff. And the food has got to the, be perfect. The, the fine pottery. The fine pottery. <laughs> you know, I'm modernizing it. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even have china, so I don't even know what I'm talking about. So anyway, yeah, she's so in, involved with all the details. And, and Mary is like sitting at Jesus' feet. And, and, you know, we can be like that too, just, you know, we come to church and we're doing this and we're doing that and, you know, we've got to have all our programs going and, 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 and everything has to be just perfect. And Jesus is over there just watching, I'm sure, watching Martha just run back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Anyway, my scriptures that come up, and I don't know why, they always seem to fall to me. we got five people in the rotation and I seem to get these kind of scriptures. Dear brothers and sisters, you should be quick to listen, <laughs> slow to speak, and I always add, slower to become angry. Well, I'm sure after Martha gave her little speech to Jesus, she wished she would have been quicker to listen, slower to speak, and even slower to become angry, because she was telling Jesus what for, like, don't you care that she's just sitting around here doing nothing? I'm doing all the work. What's up, Jesus? Why don't you tell her what to do? Like, she's telling Jesus what his job is. <laughs> I'm sure later she was like, you know what? Yeah. So I'll even say that. So I'm sure because, you know, you have to be reconciled. I'm sure she had to go to Mary and say, you know what, Mary? I was having a little attitude towards you. And, and Mary would have said, yeah, I could I could tell, you know, she's like Natasha. <laughs> I could tell. Like Natasha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could tell, but it's okay. You know, because she said it in front of everybody. I'm sure Mary heard it all, but yeah. So we need I wonder, to. I wonder what her face looked like when, when Jesus first said, Martha, you're troubled by many things. Mary has found the better part. Mm-hmm. And it will not be taken from her. So yeah. like, uh, hello, mm-hmm. get yourself together, girl. Mm-hmm. Is it Jesus saying, mind your own business? Really uh, nicely? Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, actually, not so much mind your own business, but get your priorities in order. 
you know, the, the dynamic here, especially during a, 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 the, the eight months that you're, you're talking about that we've been going through in this crazy world, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of those, those women are active serving in church. Yep. They're faithful. Yep. Um, they can be counted upon. Um, but then the church doors closed for a time. We were closed for, I think, nine weeks mm-hmm. um, where we were just doing live stream stuff. Uh, and then even after the nine weeks, there are some people who are still a little fearful of getting out and mingling and coming coming back to church. And suddenly, the thing that they got their value from doing, mm-hmm. serving in church and being faithful, mm-hmm. that's been taken away from them. Mm-hmm. And it's so difficult for them to find something to replace. That's one of the reasons we keep telling people, look, church is important. You need to be here. If you're not in one of those high-risk groups, mm-hmm. you need to be here. Mm-hmm. And do not forsake the assembling together of the saints is even more valuable mm-hmm. because the enemy is going to try to find you in a place where you're not seeing your value because you're not uh, using the gifts God has given you. And he's going to pound. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we've got a lot of people in our church culture who are really depressed and they're wondering if things are ever going to get back to normal and am I ever going to feel safe again? And the enemy just wants to keep them sitting in their room and and um, uh, and moaning and groaning about things. Yep. He doesn't want them up and using their gifts and following Jesus. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's so important that they find their value, not in what they do, but in who they are. Yes, exactly. Uh, and so just, you know, I was thinking, um, you're talking about Thanksgiving is coming and our Marthas are going to be busy. They got something they can do now. You know, we can go to the store and get that turkey. We got we got to get the dressing and the mashed potatoes done and the sweet potatoes and people are going to eat. I got something to do. I'm already hungry, so stop. <laughs> <laughs> and who's going to bring the pumpkin pie? You know all that stuff. So we got something to do. But even this year, because I'm calling this Thanksgiving in 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 2020, it's just <laughs> it's just bizarre. And so they're already telling us. The government's saying you can't have that many people in your house. And, you know, if you haven't been around the the same people all the time and now you've got people coming to your house, they're just trying to scare us to no end. Well, this is a time of year, every year, that people fall into depression anyway. This is just bringing it to a greater level. I, I'm, people are saying, I've had it. I mean, they're getting angrier. I've just had it, you know. I can't wear a shield in some stores. i got to wear a mask. I'm done with you. You don't want my money? I'll shop somewhere else. I mean, it's just been, it's getting crazy. And people are, I can't go see her, and they can't come see us. You know, they're telling, people are starting to line up to go to their relatives on on airplanes. And I, I was just watching the news, and they're like, you shouldn't do that. You should, you know, I haven't seen my family in two years. I'm going to go, you know, but you shouldn't do that. So everybody's getting more and more afraid to even live in this world. Um, and so our encouragers need to unite. Our encouragers yeah. need to unite. Okay, be careful, but c- come on, people. Yeah. You know, Paula, you, when you said uh, uh, they are telling us to... to not to go visit family members. Think, think about this year. Uh, they, whoever they are, and, and it's easy for people to sit um, behind the microphone and dictate to the public, um, but they, they, they've taken Palm Sunday from us. They've taken the holiest day on the Christian calendar, Easter away from us. Now they're taking the day where we give thanks to God, where we sit down with people that we really love and give thanks to God and they're trying to take that away from us. Make no mistake, they're going to try to take Christmas from us. Oh, um, you, you can't know they travel. Are. You can't go. You can't yeah. have people yeah. over. You know, if you can't, yeah. just somebody said you you can't even use the same utensils. People, if they come to your house, they're bring, they're, your, bring own your own food. food. That's what? that's just never going to happen. Yeah, and um, it's just you know again not a conspiracy theory. But the en- the enemy, <laughs> I'm getting real close. <laughs> the enemy is um, um, behind um, um, this whole thing, and he's trying to isolate us, depersonalize us with masks. They're telling people to wear masks in their own home. Yeah. I mean, who do they think they are? And and, and as Christians, 
you know, we've got to do what God told us to do. And um, if you're in a high-risk group, be careful. Yeah. But if you're just a normal person, um, the the 99.999% who is going to be just fine, even if you contract COVID, mm-hmm. um, then serve God. Yeah. And, and I can't imagine our house not having people in it. And we always invite people from the church that don't have any places to go. Yeah. And, and we don't, you know, sometimes people we don't know. Yeah. Um, we want them to come to a place where Thanksgiving mm-hmm. is real. Yeah. Yeah. They said, you know, if you're going to have people over, why don't you have your dinner outside? Everybody wear your mask. And you still have to be six feet away. That's why I was kind of laughing because our house isn't that big. <laughs> And I'm not going to have people eating in our bedrooms. And so, yeah, we're just going to do, you know. And, and, and just, just as a disclaimer, you and I have had COVID. Yes. And recovered fine. Yeah. And, and in fact, our, our symptoms, we were fortunate. Our symptoms were very, very minor. Yeah. Um, and um, so, so it, this isn't something that we're, we're it, it's not a, f- a, a joke. It's, it's it, we're to take it seriously. Yeah. yeah. But. We can't stop being who we are in Christ. We can't stop serving God. You know, Pastor, I, I was so careful, you know, uh, washing my hands to the point of they were hurting, <laughs> wearing my mask. The, 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 the stuff you put on it, what's it called? Oh, Disinfectant? Oh, dis- yeah, yeah. antiseptic. Yeah. They were, your hands were dry. Oh, yeah, my hands were just dry. I was like, I'm turning gray. <laughs> <laughs> I had on masks, not just a shield. I had on my mask. And then I was starting to like the people in HEB that would get too close to me. I was starting to kind of turn around and say, excuse me, pardon me, you in my space. <laughs> I didn't. I never did say that, but I was giving that little like, I was starting to get that little evil eye thing going. <laughs> and, um, and yet I still, I still got co- Staying at home, I stayed at home. For the whole quarantine, people were just kind of bringing me stuff to the front door and leaving it there, you know. And if I talked to anybody, I was at my front door. They were at the sidewalk, so we're hollering, you know, to each other, not even close to anybody. And yet, I got COVID. And and I know you, this. I don't want to sound silly, but but I was I was genuinely afraid by how bad it was. You know, as far as what I was told. But now on the other side of this, yeah, I wouldn't want that again. But I would go through it again if I had to, Mm -hmm. If you know. um, But I'm really kind of glad on this side of it to be able to say if somebody else gets it, I'm coming to their house to bring them the chicken noodle soup Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and pray with them. Here's a question for you, Paula. Why do you think they, whoever they are, and I'm talking about even people in the church, why do you think they want us to be afraid and they're angry if we're not? We've been criticized because we're not afraid and because we're not like quarantining everybody every time something comes up. Mm-hmm. But but why do you think people want us to be afraid and they're angry when we're not? I don't know. Why do you think? It's the enemy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just, you know, that's one of the things I'm going to talk about too. Um being thankful, being thankful. You know, for me, I know I'm right where I'm supposed to be doing exactly what I'm supposed to do. And so knowing that, I am very thankful. And just even talking about um, being open and honest with how we feel and what's been going on and who we are, all that stuff, I'm very thankful to be able to do that exact thing, to be able to say to somebody, if you get it, and, and most of the people that I know who've had this, they're saying the same, almost the same thing as what I'm saying. I was scared to death, but it wasn't that bad. <laughs> you know, Paul, I was so proud of you. Um, we had a young man, uh, you know, relatively young man, uh, whose wife died. Yeah. And at that time, we were trying to be super careful and, and you know, you know, let's not let's avoid hugging and handshaking and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. We used to have this extravagant meet and greet time in the mm-hmm. church. We haven't done that since March. Oh, I know. And um um he came in with tears running down his cheeks and and uh, he called you Mama Paula. What am I gonna do? She's gone mm-hmm. and you hugged him, 
hugged him, mm-hmm. and you came back to me and you apologized. I'm sorry, I hugged him, but how can I not hug the boy? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I was so proud of you mm-hmm. because that's what we do. I think of Jesus. There, there uh, is a picture in the series, The Chosen, that I've been asked about a couple times on, mm-hmm. on the air, where uh, a leper comes to Jesus. And Jesus takes his hand, and everybody was aghast at, at Jesus touching him. And get him away, get him away. Get. Jesus took his hands, and everybody else was backing up, including his disciples. Mm-hmm. And, and Jesus just looked at him, and he had such compassion in his eyes. And that's our job. Doctors touch their patients. Mm-hmm. The sheep, the flock of God, there are patients and we love them. And how do they know that? If, yeah. if in their immediate need, we think first of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't, I, you know, the way I do, I always try to think of, okay, well, if I do this, how would I explain that to Jesus? How would I explain to Jesus when he said to, to feed my flock, to tend my flock, to feed my flock? Mm-hmm. If I left out the tending part, yeah. how would I explain to Jesus? Would I say, well, well I was afraid. Mm-hmm. It's like in the study last night, uh, Isaac said, well, I was afraid because my wife is beautiful. I thought you might kill me because of her. Mm-hmm. Being afraid is not an excuse to remove yourself from doing what God's called you and given you the gifts to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You know, there's a scripture that says, ooh, there's a lion out there. I might get hurt. So I'm never going to go outside because, ooh, there's a lion out there. You know? We watched that snake show last <laughs> night. That's why I was thinking, I'm never moving. <laughs> you know, and I always think, oh, I'm going to go back because the man's wife who passed away, she had nine different physical ailments, and not one of them was COVID. So for you in the audience, she didn't die of COVID. And he made sure to tell the people at the hospital, don't you dare put on there that she died with COVID because she didn't have COVID. So anyway, I just wanted to make sure mm-hmm. my, 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 my nervous people out there know that. <laughs> um, so the scripture that says to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. And, and my baby was mourning when he came here after losing his wife. And there was no way that I wasn't going to hug him. Now, we, we came into your office. You were here. And he wanted me to hug him. And there was just no way I wasn't going to hug him. And now, even in the sanctuary, people want to hug me. I, I, I'm, I'm like, and they're crying. How, how, they're crying. They're mourning for something. And I'm going to say to them, but you stay over there and mourn because, you know, you might get me sick. That don't even sound right coming out of my mouth (laughs) when I know I wouldn't do that. Um, And so, yeah, rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. And then trust God that he's going to take care of you. Right, seriously, I am right now. Just hold your thought. Just when you say that, I don't want the audience to think that what Paula just said means God will take care of it. It doesn't mean you're not going to get it. No. It doesn't mean that at all. No. He will sustain you as you're serving him as he's always promised to do. Yeah. And you know what? If if I could identify where I got the COVID for sure, um, that'd be one thing. But we got a lot of people in this world, and we're in this world. I go to ATP. I go to the gym. I come to church. I, I, I go out to restaurants. I'm with other people in my neighborhood. I'm, you're ever, we're everywhere. Anywhere and everywhere you go, you're going to be exposed. We got one person went to the doctor's office. That's the only place they went. They got COVID at the doctor's office. <laughs> you know, we're going to not go to our doctor's appointments. Anyway, I didn't really want to talk about this necessarily. Yeah, but, see, but, 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 but we were talking about Thanksgiving, and, and, yeah. and this is the way the enemy steals our ability to be grateful to God. Yeah. And when we sit down uh, a week from today, and by the way, we won't be having a, a day, day program next Thursday. We'll be off the air Thursday and Friday okay. of next week, uh, as we always are around the, the Thanksgiving holiday. Mm-hmm. But I want to be able to sit down next Thursday with with you, Paula, and the people who are at our house. And we're not having large numbers. We've got a small house. Yeah. But... But the idea is we want to be able to say, God, you have been so good to us, yeah. even in 2020. Yeah. He has sustained us. Yep. I mean, our church is doing well. The kids are doing well. 
Um, we're, we're 81 days COVID-free from school since yeah. the new school year started. Yeah. People said you shouldn't have kids in school in person. 81 days. You know what? Yesterday when I was here reading to you, and I said this to you, um, you know, reading here in your office, and the kids are in the classroom right next to us, to hear them just giggling and having such a good time and reciting their lessons and stuff, they were having a blast. They're all, they're all happy to be here. And I don't think they care if they get sick. <laughs> well, we don't want anybody to get we sick. We don't want anybody but, to get sick. But though. the idea is, yeah. is we got to do what God's called us to do. Yeah. Hey, we've got 30 minutes left in the program. I know Paula's got some other things on her heart. 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. You've got 30 minutes left to tap into Paula's wisdom. This is the word to stand up for life. We'll be back in two minutes. If you have questions about the Bible, you can send them to Pastor Ron and he'll answer them on the air or reply directly to you. Email your questions to PastorRonKSLR at gmail.com. That's PastorRonKSLR at gmail.com. Welcome back to the Word to Stand On for Life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of our date day edition of the program, 340-9585. Paul, you wanted to talk about... Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thanksgiving 2020, what do we have to be thankful about? Well, you know, like I was saying, I'm saved, I'm going to heaven, and I know I don't deserve it. So if there's nothing else, I could be just with nothing, um, physically or otherwise, but I'm going to heaven, and I know I don't deserve it. I, I have a decent, I have a decent husband. <laughs> <laughs> I did not mean to say that, but it sounded funny in my head, so I went ahead and said it. That sounds like on a scale of one to ten, four, three and a half. Seven plus. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have a great husband who who has been helping the Lord lead me so that when I get there, he can, I, you can present me whole and blameless. I, I got to start doing my part a little bit better, but um, yeah, no, I have a, a great husband who really loves the Lord and loves his word and loves the calling on his life, loves me, loves the people, loves his kids, loves his grandkids. I'm pretty satisfied in that area. Um, I have a place to live, you know. Um, three bedroom, two bath. That's, you know, really. It's clean all the time. And I have air conditioning, I have heating, I have running water, hot and cold. You know, I have a lot to be thankful for. Um, not too much yard work, you know. I mean, just there's just things you can start thinking about. Um, I have a washer and a dryer. I don't have to do clothes wash. When Ronnie was a baby, I didn't have a washer and a dryer. Well, I did. And didn't have I was the washer. Yeah, didn't have Pampers back then either. <laughs> no, sure didn't. I was the washer, and the clothesline was the dryer. Um, but I'm I'm just so thankful. I have friends and family. Um, this church is really my family. Um, they, I know I'm prayed for daily. I pray for them daily. Um, I have, we both have pretty decent health, even though we've gone, you know, especially you've gone through stuff, but here we are, 68, 69. I mean, really. <laughs> um, we just have so much to be thankful for. I know God is pleased with me. That's cool. That's like you're saying with the Marys and the Marthas. The Marthas, sometimes they don't know that. Um, and sitting at the feet of Jesus is the only way you're going to learn. All beautiful you are, my darling. There is no flaw in you. Um, if somebody or anybody says anything ugly towards me or about me, I can now say in my head, they don't know me. They don't really know me because I am precious in God's sight, you know. 
Um, See, that's the difference between you and me. You say, they don't really know me. If they knew me, they'd love me. Mm-hmm. I say, ooh, what they said isn't as bad as the truth about me that, God, <laughs> that, that I know mm-hmm. that God covered up for me. Mm-hmm. So, And I'm thankful for that. Yeah. I remember your dad, you know, he was, uh, he was wanting you to leave me, you know, kind of a thing. And I just, I don't know, God put that in me to say, if he knew me, he would love me. Mm-hmm. And that's what I told him one time. I told your dad that one time. I said, you know, you just don't know me. If you knew me, you would love me. So stop being so mean to get to know me and um, let me love on you until you get your head mm-hmm. right in the game. He used to get angry because you were the only one he couldn't intimidate. <laughs> but see, at 84 in his deathbed, he got saved. Yeah. Watching, watching the, the witness, uh, the work of God in her heart. Yeah. Uh, Paula, before you go on, we have a called-in question anonymously. It says, after recovering from COVID, uh, do you know if you acquired antibodies? Also, did you think of donating plasma after recovering from COVID? Um, let me, I want to deal with the word recovering. There was no recovery on my part. Uh, I lost my sense of smell mm-hmm. and my sense of taste. Uh, we never stopped for one day exercising. We exercised vigorously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we never for one day stopped exercising, never had a fever, um, did, didn't have other symptoms. So uh, it would be a little dishonest for me to say that, that yeah, I recovered uh, because, because it, was, it was like I didn't have anything except um, I couldn't taste my food and I lost a few pounds, which was good. See, I wish I'd have had that one. <laughs> I lost my taste and my smell. But you tried to get it back by tasting food. Yeah, yeah. So I couldn't smell it, so I would say, ooh, let me see if I could taste it. So what you didn't need, I ate. Yeah, so um, uh, the the answer is uh, we we did have it um, like multiplied millions of people who've had it. Um, it, There was was no um, uh, real hardship or symptoms attached to it. Uh, and we kept doing uh, what we did. Mm-hmm. Church was different because things were closed down, but uh, we kept doing work. I kept teaching. You you would come to church. There'd be nine of us in the sanctuary, mm-hmm. and uh, with uh, the nine of us, we'd do church. And our live stream numbers and uh, were were uh, pretty big. And and so God sustained us. We're grateful for that. Um, it, it's I'm not a, a, a doctor. Um, I was told that you have antibodies if you have recovered from it, if you've got, been, um, if you were positive, and then you you got better. So um, I, I think I heard Doctor Peter say on this program that that you get antibodies, and uh, yeah, and we all thought of donating plasma. And there was a whole bunch of people from Calvary Chapel of San Antonio that are still mm-hmm. donating mm-hmm. plasma mm-hmm. as a result of it. And uh, at the beginning, especially, it was like liquid gold. Um, um, so it, it was. There was a bunch of people from our church. Uh, we had an outbreak here of uh, a little more than fifty people who got who contracted the virus, and a bunch of the people here at Calvary Chapel mm-hmm. uh, went down and donated. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, the answer to the question is is um, um, yeah, we did think of donating plasma and and. Um, um, some people here are still doing it. Yeah. I, I, for me, I really thought of going to donate plasma. I just never got the time. It's a, like a two-hour, three-hour uh, time span, and it just didn't work out for me. And so, yeah, no, I didn't go. But I'm just so proud of so many of my friends and family here who have them. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope that helps. Okay, Paula. Okay, so... Just thinking about, you know, uh, being thankful and and, um, what we can do. You know, um, we can be thankful and still be used by the Lord to be praying for the lost, the hungry, the hurting, the broken, the needy, confused, and fearful because uh, they're out there. Um, And so, uh, you know, we come and see that we've been been talking about and uh, go and tell. And you're going to run into people even in the H-E-B. That's my, that's my, I say that all the time, don't I? That's my third ministry, though. <laughs> um, who, you can tell they're, they're, they're not doing well. Um, and some, a lot of people know who I am, you know, and, and what I do. Uh, most of the people who work there, I should say, know that. And then, of course, I'm at the HEB 
um, a little less often than I was before COVID. Um, but you can see that they're they're lost, and and I can still tell them, as long as you have breath, you know Jesus has his arms reached out to you, and so you may be lost in this world, but you can be found, and He loves you so much. John three sixteen tells us that, um, and so I can still be used by the Lord to tell the lost that they can be found. You always see hurting people, um, and so I. I've been known to pray and cry with hurting people at church, um, in the gym, um, at ATB. And so uh, if we will get our focus, you know, I'm talking to people who, who will, who can, and a lot of times c- cyclically, how, how do, what's the, am I saying that word right? Cyclically, kind of fall into this holiday blues. Yeah, holiday blues. And this year, in particular, things are so different, and sometimes things being so different really puts a a big cog in that wheel. And so, you know, pray for those who doesn't don't have a home. Yeah, you know, Paula, we have a a, a, a Christmas dinner here at Calvary Chapel every year. Yeah, I know. Uh, last year, we had more than 1,500 people show up. And we, we tell people, invite your neighbors. And unsaved people, it doesn't matter because yeah. people get saved there. And it's just a wonderful time. We have to rent this big uh, civic center mm-hmm. or community center. And um, um, uh, there was a, a, a woman there at the church asked me, so, so Pastor Ron, are we going to have our Christmas dinner and I had to tell her we're not going to have it this year because this, this, they won't rent us the place, nor can we find another place mm-hmm. who rent us the facility for that big a thing. And, um, you know, with 1,500 to, to more people, I, I, we, we, we just can't do it. Mm-hmm. And, and she was ready to cry. I know. Um, you know, people depend on that. It, it's it's something around the holidays when everybody else is worried about shopping or spending money or those who are sort of Christmassy, bluesy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they can come and, and there's fellowship and there's joy and uh, kids running around and adults who are who are engaged in, mm-hmm. in, in both serving and in fellowship. Um, so so you're right. It's it's going to be a really different holiday season this mm-hmm. year. Our kids' Christmas play. Um, if we if we're able to do it, uh, it, it'll be online, and probably we won't be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just the size of our facility kind of precludes it. Um, so this is just one of those years where we've got to sort of really hold on. Yeah. I will not let go until you bless me, That's kind exactly of thing right. from Genesis thirty-two. Mm-hmm. And it, this is a time when we Christians have to be tough. Yeah, yeah. We not only have to be tough, but we have to be creative. You know, we got to resolve to, like you're saying, not give in to that, and, and, and things are going to be different. So now, what do we do? What 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 can we do to be different? And I really do believe that if we will um, focus on praying for others, or you know, if you see somebody um, like I do at ATB um, that needs a little encouragement. Don't be afraid to go and be a source of encouragement. When we get our focus off of us, um, things are just better. Things are just better. Um, we can we can tell the hungry that you know what you can you can be uh, filled with with God's love. You'll never be hungry or thirsty again. Jesus is the bread of life. Yeah, Jesus <laughs> is the bread of life. For the broken, we can we can tell them. You know, Jesus wants to heal your brokenness. You just got to let him do it. And we get to tell people that. We can tell the needy, um, you know what? You may not have all that you want, but apart from Jesus, you're never going to have what you want. Um, But he'll be able to supply your needs according to his riches and glory. Maybe not what you want. But we've been able to, over the years, you know, people um, sometimes come to the church and they'll, they'll ask for money. And then they go to the Valero to go shopping. And that's not going to make your money go very far. So we could, do, you can, we could teach them how to take care of themselves. Yeah, and the needy is not just the, the materially needy; it's those who are emotionally needy. Yeah, true. Um, you know, we, we're, we're praying for them constantly as well, mm-hmm. and they need to have their focus redirected. Yes, absolutely. That yeah, that's key. The confused, 
there's a lot of confused people. <laughs> and the media just doesn't help get off the social media. But they're confused. And Jesus says, but I'm the truth. I'll, I'll, do you want to know the truth? You know, you know what I love on the, on the Mount of Transfiguration? What? This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Mm-hmm. Listen to him. Yes. That was the voice of the Shekinah glory of yeah. God. Yeah. That was the voice of God the mm-hmm. Father. Mm-hmm. Listen to him. Mm-hmm. And if we Christians are lost and eating, the, the hurting, the hungry, the broken, the mm-hmm. confused, the fearful, mm-hmm. if we would listen to him yeah. rather than all of the noise from the mainstream media, from social media, yeah. from people who are afraid, just stop listening to it and listen to Jesus. Yeah. We'd be in a lot better shape in terms of getting through this pandemic with Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. I'm grateful. One of the things I'm grateful for is that there are vaccines coming. Yeah. And the people who are really afraid, they can go get themselves vaccinated probably um, before the end of the year Mm -hmm. um, and and insulate themselves, sort of set that fear aside, and um, then they got the decision to make. Am I going to be who I need to be in Christ, or am I going to be who I've been covered by fear? Yeah, I know. I know. Okay, so even the fearful, you could say you don't have to be that afraid because Jesus is with you. If he doesn't take you from it, he'll go through whatever it is with you. That was kind of the coolest thing, no offense. Um, I couldn't come to church, but through the days when I my had my bad headaches, I was laying on the couch, me and Jesus. It wasn't it was kind of sweet. Actually, I had more time to read and stuff like that. I almost finished a book. But anyway, for my encouragers in this Thanksgiving time, when you feel yourselves, because encouragers, because all the news and, and, and people when we're trying to encourage, they say, yeah, 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 but, you know, and you can get kind of tired of that too. But for all of us, do everything without complaining. Okay, Lord, you've given me the gift of encouragement, and I'm I'm talking to. That means I'm going to be around a lot of discouraged people. Mm-hmm. Don't let me fall into the discouragement, and that does happen. That does happen. Even encouragers um, can fall into discouragement, especially if the people around. You know, uh, he said, "I will not be comforted." Joseph's dad, "I will not be comforted," and there's some people that are like that. You can do everything you can to encourage some people, and they are just not going to be encouraged. I I talked to a lady the other day. She's so used to being down and discouraged, and she seems to want to stay there. Um, And so, you know, after a while, you just have to say, well, I've done all I can do. I just put you in Jesus' hands, and you have to walk on. But we can't take on that burden of us being fixers. We can only give the information, be there as much as possible until that time comes when the Lord says, it's time to move on. Put them in my hands and you go on and encourage somebody else. And so we need to do everything without complaining. And, and let okay. me emphasize the word everything. Mm-hmm. That means there ought to be a sign tattooed on your brain. Mm-hmm. No grumbling no complaining. We ought to be, yeah, Paul is pointing at a sign I've got in my office. says, $5 charge for whining. Yeah. Um, but but we, we simply can't be grumblers. Yeah. Um, that, that, that betrays an ungrateful heart. And, um, you know, sometimes, as you said, when we want to grumble, when we, we won't be comforted, um, we, we just got to leave those people in the hands of the Lord because yeah. there's nothing we can do. Mm-mm. They don't want to be encouraged. There's nothing, 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 nothing we could do. So again, um, so give thanks and everything, um, but then get creative. And it doesn't say thanks for everything. No, 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 for sure. You know, and we need to make that distinction. I've mm-hmm. had people say, "Well, what do I have to be thankful about?" And and there's so much. Yeah. So it says, give thanks in everything, mm-hmm. in the good times, in the bad times, yeah. in the in the really scary times. There's still we can give thanks that we got a, a father who's looking out for us. Mm-hmm. We got we Jesus sent his spirit yeah. to live within us and lead us and guide us and direct us into all truth. Mm-hmm. We can be thankful in everything. Yeah. It's naive to think we can be thankful for everything. Yeah. Well, thanks yeah. for this trial, Lord, or thanks mm-hmm. that I got COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's not that's mm-hmm. nonsense. That's not what what Paul is talking about. Mm-hmm. But when we give thanks 
in everything, then just the opposite of don't complain happens, then that that ensures that people know that we have a grateful heart. We're truly grateful to God. Yeah, yeah. I love God so much because when you're grateful, he, he says he will inhabit the praises of his people. And so when we're praising him, Lord, I'm on the couch, you know, my head is really, really hurting. Um, would you just please kind of stroke my head and help, help this Tylenol, help my head go away? I mean, just that's what we need, those intimate kind of moments. And the Lord says, I will, baby, just hold on, <laughs> you know, drink some water, go on out for your little walk. You're going to feel better in a moment. Just those kind of things. Well, thank you, Lord, that you're still here. Thank you that I could talk to you about everything and anything. Thank you, Lord. Would you please help my friends who, you know, they have asthma and diabetes, and, and they got COVID, Lord. you got to bring them through. you got to bring them through, Lord, okay? Okay, please. Mm. And, and see, that's ministry. He has. Yeah. That's the coolest thing. He has. And, and we can give thanks in everything. Yeah, yeah. We, we just had a message today. Somebody who was exposed uh, is tested negative and and, uh, you know, we've been praying, okay, thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so we, we get to see the hand of God move in good times and in bad times. Yeah, yeah. So. When I was sitting in the hospital room waiting for you to be wheeled back in after you're supposed to be recovered, you know, um, and it took forever, um, I knew the Lord was there with me because I was talking to him like, hey, they said an hour. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting ready to be like two hours, Lord. And he was just like, follow, relax, trust me. I mean, I heard that. And those are really, really good times. So it's like, okay. And, and you know, he says, you're going to be okay. Okay. But it's, sometimes it's in those drastic times that... Um, when we need to hear him the most, When we, we need to hear him the most, we do, yes. And so the other thing we can be thankful for is, okay, so things aren't the same. But that doesn't mean that you have to be the same. We can be different. You were saying last night in the message, um, dig wells every day. Go and ask the Lord for a fresh filling of his spirit. Ask the Lord, be with me, Lord Jesus. Help me to say and do what pleases you. Um, and we were talking, uh, I don't know what what service it was. They kind of all go together. Maybe it was even one of mine. I don't know. Um, uh, we will be angry, but we don't have to sin in our anger. We'll be disappointed, but we don't have to be complaining and grumbling about it like Martha was with Jesus, because that is shameful. T- tomorrow night is in your anger, do not sin in our Ephesian studies. So <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna be taking some good notes because <laughs> yeah. I teach about that on Monday. Yeah, and and you know you you brought up last night's study, and and if I'm wrong, Paula, you can correct me, but. Uh, I think if you're struggling with some of the things that Paul has been talking about today, um, discouragement, fear, um, frustration, even anger, um, listen to the Bible study that I did last night. I think it was encouraging. That's what I was saying. Uh, yes, I, I think it was, it was. an encouraging mm-hmm. Bible study. And it's one of, those, one of those things where you can really put yourself in Isaac's shoes and um, apply the things that he did well and the things that he didn't do so well. You can apply the corrections in your own lives. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, think it, I, I think it was encouraging. Yes, because you, you were talking about, uh, this is the encouraging part for me too, was if you've lost your edge, if you've lost your courage, if you've lost your who you used to be, you used to be joyful and, and, and all that, if you've lost it, go back to that place where you first noticed, ooh, I'm different, and it's not a good different. Mm-hmm. Go back there and ask the Lord to let me start over again. Let me reboot, refocusing, um, and resolve not to go back to that place where you lost it again. Yeah, and that example was out of Second Kings chapter 6, mm-hmm. uh, the first six verses mm-hmm. of the miracle of the floating axe head. I think it's important. We've got to go right back where we lost it and find it there. It can't be like, well, okay, I'll try to do better. No, you've got to go back to that place yeah. and uh, yeah. let the Lord sort of take your hand. Yeah. Well, Paula, we're now just a little over two minutes left in the program, so okay. why don't you wrap it up with whatever the Lord puts on your heart. Okay. So Thanksgiving is next Thursday, but we can be thankful every day. Um, thanks. This is Thursday right now. I'm thankful because if Jesus should come back before next Thursday, even though I already got my turkey, it's in the 
<laughs> it's in the refrigerator getting ready to defrost. But if he should come back, I'm ready. I will be so thankful. Um, but I, I'm thankful today, and I want to be thankful tomorrow, and I want to be thankful the next day. So uh, it's not an event. It's an everyday life. And if we are grateful, thankful people, our walk will be attractive. Mm-hmm. And other people will want to, you know, she don't have it all together, but, man, she's, she seems to be okay, better than okay. Maybe you should think about doing the turkey and dressing a little early in case he does come back. <laughs> <laughs> I got a frozen one on purpose, so it would take some time. I could have bought a fresh one, and I still can. If you think you need me to go get you one, baby, well, how, I'll get it. How certain are you he's going to come back before Thanksgiving? <laughs> I'm not certain okay. at all, and I'm not naming a date because yeah. then he won't come. Oh, my goodness, you're a mess. Oh. <sighs> I love you're you so much. Me. Yes, and I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. So my encouragers, you know, encourage yourself to get up. Get your focus off of you if that is your tendency, and and first focus on Jesus. Be grateful. Be a Mary sitting at his feet, and then say, Lord, how do you want to use me today? How can I encourage somebody else? Maybe the last person you talk to might be that one to get saved, and then we're out of here. <laughs> and who needs turkey? Hey, just do us a favor, and we'll talk about this next week, or I'll talk about it next week. Make Thanksgiving this year. Don't let them steal Jesus' day. No. Don't let them steal Jesus' day. They, they've taken enough from us. Be grateful to God for all that he's done and that he loves you. Thanks for tuning in. This has been the Date Day edition of The Word to Stand Up for Life. Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630 The Word. We'll see you then. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio.